0: Episode.
1: All right, well, what's up, Brian? How you doing today?
0: Good, Mario. Thanks for having me, buddy.
1: Yeah, glad you were able to call in and uh, share your experiences and uh, all the great stuff that you're doing out in uh, Oklahoma. How's the, yep. how's the weather out there right now?
0: It It is gorgeous here in Mustang, Oklahoma, America. Oh, man. we uh, It's not uncommon to have uh, American flags flying from both sides of the street on any given day.
1: That's just beautiful right there. I don't care what the weather's like.
0: <laughs> exactly.
1: So that's awesome. Well, we're here in Phoenix. We already hit 100 a few weeks ago, so I don't even want to talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, anyway, so why don't we get into this and start – I know me and you, we, we met a few months ago, and we've – We've been talking back and forth. You're doing a lot of great stuff uh, out there. And you were out here in Arizona trying to get some stuff started here as well or or keep things moving. Um, You know, we're talking uh, in regards to Veterans for Life, which I know you're going to get into. But you know what? Why don't you tell me a little bit more about yourself first? So why don't we start with your connection to the military world?
0: yeah I'd, I'd be happy to i uh joined the oklahoma Army National Guard back in uh early early ninety five and uh shortly after uh my my deployment uh, never deployed overseas uh being in in uh, the mid nineties but my deployment was the oklahoma city bombing and uh we helped out with uh security and worked at ground zero setting up tents and and uh moving uh uh, various, uh, you know, moving people around and, and pulling security, right. So
1: a lot of uh, logistics and things like that as well. Now,
0: at the time, there was a, a scare of uh, possibly there, there being some uh, some bombs in the other buildings as well. Oh, so right. everyone in the, in the city and in, in the country was was on was on heightened alert.
1: Yeah. And so when you say moving like people around and so, are you talking about, you know, telling people kind of where to go directing or are you talking about actually helping out with like the, the you know, the debris and, and people uh, that weren't alive anymore?
0: Well, some of our units did did some of that, did some of that work. Um uh, uh, I was involved in a little bit of that, but mainly the, the security work okay. around around ground zero, and, and they're right at the site. And what was your
1: MOS? Because we always got to ask everybody, you know, in the military, what was your MOS?
0: I was a proud 11 Bravo. Right. I, was, I was infantry.
1: <laughs> I was artillery, too, though, you know, so king of battle, queen of battle. We got that.
0: That's right.
1: <laughs> um, so that's awesome. Then... After that, you from what I know is you also worked as a fire department in the fire department, correct? Are you that's, a firefighter?
0: That's correct. I was a, a firefighter as well as an EMT.
1: Awesome. How was that experience? It it
0: was it was a, it was uh pretty extreme highs and pretty extreme lows, like like most people, you know, first responders. Um we were able to to uh, do some do some uh some great stuff and then also be involved with, with tragic stuff too. And uh, a lot of the the things that affected me the, the most, uh, uh, like like most first responders, uh, had to do with uh, the loss of, of kids in our care. Right.
1: That's always tough. And you hear that about that, you know, or, or about things like that all the time. And I don't think people realize that first responders, while you might not be in combat, every day you're seeing – some of the hardest things that are happening to our society on a daily basis. Right. So it's, it's tough. And I think people, I don't think they understand that our first responders deal with a lot of that and they deal with post-traumatic stress, just like the military and everybody else. Right. So
0: that's, that's right. Uh, you know, I I just happen to be at a, a fire district that responded to roughly 7,000 calls a year. Oh man. So Every day I, I left home, I made sure I, I gave my uh, my wife at the time a, a hug and uh, kissed the the kids, you know, goodbye before I, I left for the shift because I, you know, wasn't never knew what was going to be asked of me that that particular day.
1: Right now, are you still are you still doing that? Are you still
0: not not currently in the fire service?
1: Okay. And then, how long did you do that for?
0: I was a volunteer a firefighter, uh, after I get out of EMT school and, and fire academy for about two years. And then I was, um, a, a volunteer for about two years and then part-time as a reservist for about two years, uh, working, working a lot of shifts. And, uh, then I was fi- finally a, a career firefighter for uh, just over uh, two years, about two and, okay. and a half years, so almost seven total
1: altogether. And then in the military, if I remember from our past conversations, you uh, you were part of the dark side. You were an officer, <laughs> were <Who> you?
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I was. I was a platoon leader uh, as as a ROTC cadet and right. had some commands as a as a cadet and uh, enjoyed that leadership experience there in a infantry uh, a battalion. Right.
1: Okay. let's go. And then, um, so I guess now we got into the part where, so you've done all this, you've been in the military, you were a volunteer firefighter, you were a firefighter, career firefighter, um, or not career, but you know, um, actually getting paid, not just volunteering, right. And helping out. So a lot of different things that you've done in your past. Um, what are some of the struggles that you had to deal with? Um, and how did, um, you get into those situations, uh, and then how did you get out of those situations uh, that led to you creating Vets for Life?
0: My my struggles included post traumatic stress and addiction uh, to to the point where um, I was actually uh, attempting suicide through through a bottle of, of mainly vodka, and I was so nearly successful that my my bone marrow has, uh, was actually shutting down. Where. I would uh, my body was was not producing red blood cells like it should, so I was very nearly successful. And that was um, following uh, a divorce and uh, homelessness. I was living in my Jeep for about two months off and on. Um, and uh, my rock bottom was was um, uh, living in my Jeep in Kansas City. Uh, some sometime in the middle of the winter, and the the temperatures was in the single digits for sure. And uh, but it's not it's not uncommon for for um, our veterans, first responders to have this those types of uh, hopeless thoughts.
1: Right. No, I mean, it, you you we all know now the numbers are extremely high for our veteran population um, for many different reasons. You You talked about how you never deployed. People talk about deployment is what causes these issues, but that's not necessarily true people in the military come from all walks of life, backgrounds, deployed, non-deployed. And, and that doesn't mean uh, that that's going to lead to suicide, right? A lot of the things um, are still, you know, um, connected to what financial and family stressors and things like that. Right. And and then adding the first responder part of that is, is, you know, just kind of adds another level to it. So.
0: Absolutely. And with uh, veterans and first responders alike, you know, we're, looked at as, as, you know, the hero of the family. And right. That's, that's the last person.
1: You don't want to uh, ask for
0: help. That, that needs help. Exactly. Right. And so that, that stubbornness and, uh, uh, you know, that, that ego and stubbornness, you know, oftentimes to lead to those severe rock bottoms, like, like I experienced.
1: So speaking of that, uh, you know, not being at task for help because of the stigma that you, you are the one that helps everybody else. You don't need help, right? As, as a firefighter, as a first responder, military, you know, we all have that same mindset. Now, did any of that affect you while you were in the military or while you were uh, a firefighter, EMT, I mean, or these issues
0: that arose afterwards? Uh, they arose during my fire service. Okay, I, I uh, you know, would come home from a particular stress of call, you know, normally involving you know, the loss of life, uh, particularly, you know, like I mentioned, uh, you know, children. And I would come home just right after shift, sometimes still in uniform and, uh, you know, sit on the back deck and, and begin drinking very heavily. Uh, usually, you know, vodka or, or whiskey or, or right. something like that. So that that began my my steep downhill spiral.
1: So did that play a role with you uh, not being a firefighter anymore? I mean, did that affect your career?
0: Absolutely, it did. Um, I went from uh, being one of being awarded one of two open positions out of eight hundred and sixty applicants. So I was, I was really rolling in my my career, right, and and doing very very well. Uh, um, you know, achieving achieving great scores uh, on my evaluations to um, being a uh, not real clear headed, and uh, eventually had a, a back injury. And um, then uh, shortly thereafter, um, uh, being uh, being out of the fire service.
1: So that just kind of added to the whole thing then.
0: Right. You know, with the injury yeah. and being out.
1: And you lose, just like the military, when you get out, you know how it is. You lose that camaraderie. You lose those folks that were all around you that were kind of your support structure. You know, you might have had it, all these things. Maybe you thought you had it under control, and now they're all gone, right? That, um,
0: that, that's right. There's much about camaraderie and purpose in, in the lives of, of a, a person who has committed their whole life to to a particular purpose, whether it be being a, a police officer, a firefighter, an EMT or a military uh, person.
1: right So then you talked about these things kind of affecting your career a little bit. I guess in, the, in a way both it goes both ways. they kind of affected your career a little bit but then also the end of your career, also kind of affected what you were doing and probably increased it, right?
0: Exactly. So You're I lost that. Exactly. I, I I had lost that sense of purpose in my life. And so now really all that was remaining was, was that bottle of vodka. And there was one other thing remaining. That was the love for my son and my mother. And when I was sitting in my Jeep, you know, rock bottom, I was I was dying. And the connection to my higher power to give me that, that sense of comfort and knowing that I was going to be leaving my mother and my son behind to pick up, you know, the, the debris left, left behind from, from, you know, potentially my own suicide. Yeah.
1: And so that's kind of what, what is that the beginning of what started to make you turn things around, make the changes?
0: Absolutely. It is. Um, and so I, I realized that you know this was it. It was time to make a, a decision. It, it might it, at that time it wasn't really a really decision for myself. It was it was uh, out of necessity to to not leave my son and mother behind. And so I I picked up the phone and, and called my mother, and she actually drove me to uh, Tennessee near Sevierville, Sevierville Tennessee to a place called English mountain recovery where I went through a 90 day treatment program for, uh, addiction for alcohol. That was a 12 step program. And it also had talk therapy and equine assisted therapy for, for post-traumatic stress, which worked very well for me. That's awesome. And so then
1: from that, um, what, um, what happened after that? Uh, Did you, did you ever relapse? Did you go back or did you just kind of keep moving forward and if so, what did you do to keep moving forward?
0: Well, it, moving forward from my own recovery it was was realizing that there were a lo- whole lot of brothers and sisters just like me that were that were in my same shoes, currently in my same shoes, and I knew I had to to reach out to them because I'm a firm believer: no one gets left behind, not not on our watch. And so I I created Veterans Life USA,
1: and then so. Um, how long, um, how long ago was that and how long was that journey, uh, between realizing that you need to do something, um, after you went to, um, therapy and all that, and then actually realizing this thing coming true?
0: I realized actually during therapy, as, as I got clear headed that, that, you know, there, there are a lot of people just like me and that and they needed help. And they so it was needed, pretty quick.
1: Know. Like as soon as you yeah. were going in, you were already thinking that.
0: As soon as I got clear-headed, yes. Wow. And, uh, Veterans for Life uh, uh, started just a few months after I got out of treatment, and now we've been uh, in existence for actually less than a year. Our anniversary will be uh, mid-May of of 2018.
1: Oh, really? Oh, that's awesome. See, I didn't know uh, it was that new. I'm going to tell you the truth. When you know, when we talked, and just the way you were talking, and and the way uh, what I've seen. Uh, the things you guys have done, things like that, it honestly seemed like you've been around for a lot longer. Right. Um, And so you're doing a lot of great stuff and reaching out to the right people then, because um, for something that's been less than a year, that's pretty amazing. So
0: when it's, when it's, when it's clearly God's purpose for you, I don't, I don't say, well, maybe I'll start it next year.
1: Right. (laughs) So that's good. And so now with that, what kind of advice would you give to anyone else that was in your situation, any of our brothers and sisters? Um, and then we can talk a little bit about the Veterans for Life and the program that you guys offer. But what would your advice be, first of all?
0: My my advice would be to give, um, you know, to find that connection with, with um, your own higher power, whether that's, uh, you know, Christianity, or whatever religion that is, or just spirituality, where you, you know, you believe that there is something greater than you and you experience that, that comfort and encouragement and strength to your higher power. And then also think about, you know, your, your loved ones and what, what position they would be in if you continued your downhill spiral. And then, and then finally, I'd encourage people to, to seek the, the, the proper treatment for, for them that matches their their problems
1: that's um that's pretty um right on with what a, a lot of other people I've heard them you know talk about is is using those uh the folks around them their family members the you know some find a higher power and then also using your battle buddies right the your friends and family that really care your support structure if you will
0: absolutely absolutely um, to
1: help with those pieces cuz we 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 we're not uh uh we can't do it alone you know, everybody wants to think that you know you should be able to fight your own demons alone and take care of things. You know, you don't want to involve other people, but that's not true. You know, I think that it's okay to ask for help. Um, we have yep. to get rid of that stigma that asking for help is is weakness. So I'm glad you said that. Absolutely. Um, the other piece too is you know one thing that I can relate to a lot is you talk about your family and especially your 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 your, your children. Um, I had the same experience with a lot of things I've dealt with in life when things got tough. My, my oldest son, he was my firstborn. It was, you know, when I was going through stuff, he was always the, the, the reason for me to, you know, whether it was basic training, when I was going through basic training, he was only a couple years old. You know, I kind of used him as my motivation. Um, because I, I told myself I can either do the right thing and, and make it work and I can tell him all the cool stories about all the stuff that I did and accomplished or, you know, I can be a, a dirtbag and not get this stuff done, and then I would either have to tell my son the truth and tell him how I sucked in basic training, or I would just have to lie to him, right? And those were right. an option. <laughs> those were not an option.
0: Yep. That's so right.
1: I chose to do the right thing, even though the right thing was harder sometimes. Push, you know, give that one extra push for push-ups, one extra sit-up, you know, you know, run a little harder on that that lap or whatever it was, you know, and and other things in life too. When things have gotten tough, I've used him as that motivation to to get get, uh, get my ass out of that, uh, that dark place. So, so I I can relate to that, man. Thanks.
0: There there's, there's so much to be said for, for the individual surrounding him or herself around not only just like-minded people, but surrounding, um, getting rid of those, those negative people, places and things and replacing them with positive people who light your fire and encourage you to encourage them because there's people who light your fire and there's people who dim your fire and the people who dim your fire are going to do nothing but, but hold back your, your progress with whether it be addiction or post-traumatic stress or just your, your goals in life and making life the very best it can be.
1: Oh, that's, that's perfect. I, I, yeah, I couldn't have said it better myself, you know, surrounding yourself with the right people. I've known those people that, um, on the other side, right. Where they're just not good for you or you see them right. for other people. You're like, why are you hanging around those people?
0: Yeah, um, yeah you know, exactly. they're just
1: kind of taken away, you know, or maybe they're just not adding, you know, they're just not adding yeah. to that value of the person. And honestly, it, you know, they're, they're just slowing you down. So, uh, there's something I've, to be said about that. You know, people do yeah. you know, we push each other, I guess.
0: Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I believe we were born not to just survive or do well, I believe we were born to, to, to thrive and do great and do great things. And, and and being around people that that encourage you and motivate you and people that accept your motivation to them, it begins kind of a small network of friends, of, of like-minded people. And I've, I'm blessed and privileged enough to have those types of friends here in, in Oklahoma and in Kansas City and also in Phoenix where we have our Veterans Life yeah. Center.
1: Well, so now that you, you brought that up, all these great things you've been talking about, how does Veterans for Life help people connect with other like-minded people? How does it help them get that motivation, uh, and what are the resources that you all offer?
0: Well, you we have to start with with a, a good, solid uh, treatment facility. Uh, m- many of our treatment facilities focus on uh, veterans and first responders and, and, and helping them, them out with, with – uh, uh, their their uh, their struggles. So in uh, the Phoenix area, we we have a great friendship with Scottsville Providence, and also Horses Help with their yes. Operation Unbridled program. And it's just up there on the the north side of Phoenix, off of uh, one hundred and one, I believe, up there.
1: Yes, yeah, they're an awesome organization as well. They do point therapy, right?
0: They do, and they and and that that uh, program is is very very little little charge it's it's like five bucks to get started and they they just want to see people that are that are uh, you know committed to to staying in the program right so in kansas city we have uh, horses horses and heroes i was just up there last week we did a facebook live to kind of show people uh you know we panned around to physically show people what what the what the ranch looks like and we uh had a um, uh the executive director named Julie Baker on and uh, I shared my story and they're, they're one of those people that just become great friends. And, and our partnerships are just friendships of people pulling in the right direction here in,
1: Oh yeah, go ahead. Sorry.
0: Here in, in the central Oklahoma area, we've got uh, hope for heroes and it's a mental health facility that, that focuses on um, everything from addiction to uh, TBI uh, post-traumatic stress, and it's just up on the north side of, of Oklahoma City, uh, as well as Answered Pairs Equine Ranch, and that's in Guthrie, Oklahoma, and that is actually no charge treatment for people, and we, that's awesome. we bring people up there, yeah, we we drive people up there, and uh, we hold uh, retreats so that people can actually be at the ranch, and then, you know, decide if, if they want to go through the curriculum themselves, right. but it's all about It's all about making people comfortable with with whatever program they're going through and then the rest of us as a a family inspiring them and encouraging them to to seek that treatment.
1: So for now, you are connecting a lot of those people or the people that go to you to those specific uh, treatment centers and things like that where you know you have partnerships and you've worked with those people, right? How do people get a hold of you to get that
0: or to do that? Well, it's veteransforlifeusa.org. Is our website and that's um, Veterans for Life USA with the number four Our gmail address is Veterans for life USA at gmail.com again with the number four and we've got something um, very exciting coming up where the the website will actually be uh, kind of a hub if you will. People can go and visit the website and then we'll have uh, several of our partners. Uh, listed on the website where okay. people can actually click in and uh rob's ranch uh is a 12-step program for sale, and they've got an actual virtual tour where people can kind of, kind of be there and and visit there through through our website
1: so you can link them through like they can find the actual locations just on your website too they don't necessarily have to go through
0: through you Absolutely. Absolutely. And, 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 and furthermore, if, if, you know, folks living in, in say Phoenix or Kansas city or Tulsa, right. um, it's a, it's a 90 day program. So
1: the ones out one, here,
0: right, right. It's a, so people, if they're, if they're mobile and they will, they will make that drive. They can go introduce their loved one and, and uh, inspire them, encourage them to stay in the program. And then three months later, come come and pick them up when they're when they're done.
1: Now, with that, do they have to apply through you guys for anything, or how does that work?
0: No, they they go right to they go right to the the source. They go right to the facility. Yeah.
1: All right, and then um, one last piece too, because um, this is all great information. So uh, I know that we're gonna keep your stuff going. Um, you guys can go on our Fallen Three Hundred and Sixty page as well, and. Uh, I'll put up the links to all the things you just mentioned today and so we'll we'll stay in touch with that. Uh but you also uh want to kind of talk about something fun is you know I saw your Facebook post and you're wearing a, a helmet and you're playing football <laughs> and you were wearing shoulder pads and my wife even mentioned she's like hey who's this football player commenting on, on all your stuff and I was like oh that's 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 my buddy man I just met him and, uh, yeah, I don't know what's going on with that. I guess he's playing football now. So, yeah. can you tell us what that's about?
0: <laughs> sure. Absolutely. So, um, you know, it's, it's about inspiring people to get out of, out of their, their comfort zone a little bit. So, um, you yeah, know, there's, there's different friends and people from around the country that have kind of noticed, um, me being a 44 year old, um, not only just a 44 year old guy who hasn't played football since high school playing semi-professional football, but also when people kind of connect the dots and see my, my whole story from attempted suicide through a bottle and my, my bone marrow shutting down to see where uh, I just finished playing football. My, my body was my, actually my, my knee was telling me, Hey old man, it's time to, it's time to uh, move on to other things. So uh, but when people connect that story, you know, my hope is that that people realize that, you know, as as great as that is, and as inspiring as that is, it, it's many people can do that it, when they're willing to get out of their own way and just take one one step at a time. Yeah. Congratulate themselves on that step, even if no one else notices, because what that does is build that that positive thinking pattern where one one little bit of momentum forward turns into encouragement for the next step forward and so on and so forth so
1: that's uh that's really good and i like how you said one step at a time because i don't want people to think um that they can just get up and go play football because you you're actually in shape i know you say that you got injuries you got all that stuff but you were in shape and you look like you're in shape by the way so you're you're working hard it wasn't like a one-day thing uh i'm sure this took a while to to get going right
0: well, you know, and there there's a story behind behind, you know, my my physical fitness as well. Um, when I went to my uh recovery program in Tennessee, it was up in the Smoky Mountains. So there was the there was the the classes and cur- cr- uh, curriculum, but there was no cell phones or, you know, really nothing else to do besides listen to music and and work out. And so I oh, began yeah. I began doing push-ups and the you know, the the only push-ups I could really muster for the day were about 15 because I was very, very sick. And so I began doing push-ups. And I uh, had just done a push-up challenge in, in February with a, a national organization that I was kind of on part of their team on Facebook. And was able to do 6,280 uh, for the month of February. Okay. But that started. <laughs> but again. It started you know, it, with
1: small. Yeah, small
0: steps. It started with just one day at a time, just like addiction and uh, and recovery, and, and hope, and surrounding yourself with people that inspire you. And so many people can do not only what I've done, but do do better.
1: Yeah, and and that's amazing, man. And you know, like I said, I I I, I don't want people to think like you know uh, I know they can do anything that they put their mind to. Uh, But I do want to remind people it takes time. Right. And you have to start today. Like there is no time like tomorrow. Like you said, you know, I'm not going to say I want to start this veterans for life organization, you know, and then just do it next year. You know, you're just going to jump into it and get it done. Uh, But it's taking, you know, uh, a lot of little steps. And so now you're here. Same thing with your um, physical fitness. And, you know, look at man. What is that? Uh, Was that semi pro football that you were playing?
0: Yeah, it's semi semi pro football, Yeah, so I, I mean, was a uh, you know forty four year old playing with twenty year olds yeah. that are some and, some uh, inspiring or, or previous uh, or past NFL uh, di- uh, division, division one yeah, football. players. Oh
1: yeah, see, and so just so people know too, and I'm not talking about no flag football he wasn't playing out there in uh, someone's backyard, <laughs> you know, this was full shoulder pads and, you know, helmets and, you know,
0: it, it hurt a little real, bit. Real,
1: real, real, uh, real American football. So it, it, it looked awesome and it looked fun. And you're right. It is, it, it is inspiring. Even if you don't know your story um, it's just cool to watch, you know, especially when I saw the pictures and the videos of you just having fun out there, you know, and that's really what life's about. So, you know, kudos to you man and everything you're doing and we appreciate um that perspective um and making you know uh, or sharing your story with everybody so making sure that they're you know um um staying motivated you know it's never too late man reach out for help you can you can do it too so
0: absolutely absolutely if i can do it then there's a lot of other people can do it as well or or better
1: so with that being said you know you talked about your organization so is there anything else you want to add about veterans for life you know you mentioned their facebook page all that but any final words on that or any other piece of advice that you want to give anybody out there
0: yeah we're asking for people to just uh, be involved with with their own interest Um, i built veterans for life as a as a platform for others to shine in their own abilities and uh interest and talents and uh you know we welcome like-minded positive thinking people on board and you know as you know we're we're growing a team there in the the phoenix yeah, yeah. area and um you also in oklahoma city uh kansas city and and we uh maybe have may have some support to grow a, a chapter in tulsa but you know my my job is as, as the president of the organization is to grow with the with the right people with the
1: right yeah and you know we talked about this i'm I'm happy to help out um wherever Absolutely. i can here here in phoenix so um, yeah, just remember, are you guys taking any donations or anything? People can go online and, and look you guys up
0: absolutely uh you know you know everyone needs needs finances and volunteers, but we're a, we're a group that's sincere about the cause of helping our veterans and first responders with with the issues they have. but if people would like to donate, they can go Perfect. to u dot uh, org and there's a, a way to donate on there. Um, and there's a 12B Capital, and that's a uh, an organization that does credit card processing that also gives gives back to uh, to Veterans for Life.
1: Oh, got it. So they use them. That goes part of it goes to you guys.
0: Yeah, and it's a it's a brand new program that we we just became involved with. So we're we're really trying to to uh, you know get that keep that off the ground
1: that's awesome well any other updates that you have just send it to us on our, on our facebook page text me email me whatever you got i'll put it out there um i'll share your content as well for all of you that have any questions like i said i'm going to put those links up on our page as well um so you know what it was great having you on here i know we'll probably be talking some more later on especially as you have events coming up and different things um you know we will we will stay in touch my friend so
0: absolutely hey and and thank you so much for doing what you do with with podcast i've listened to to a few episodes before and i I just i I really enjoy it awesome good stress reliever
1: you know what (laughs) we try to keep it fun we we try to bring some good info uh but you know sometimes it's about that camaraderie again once we talk about keeping it light keeping it fun and then if we can be informative that's great we try to keep everything positive you know we we try to keep the negative out so and if not we'll at least we'll have fun with it so (laughs) <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so, once again, thank you, my friend, and I will be uh, staying in touch, and we will talk soon.
0: Absolutely, right. so it's been a privilege and honor. Thank you, Brad. All Right. Thanks.
1: Take care.